five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's get over to the news, things you probably didn't see, and that's why you're here, to get the scoop on the keen insights. This is a great commercial explaining gerrymandering. So it's Jerry's Partisan Pizza, and, uh, you know, I, I love the portrayal of data. It's not just enough to to have data, but what does it mean? How do you get the meaning across? How do you do it in a fair way? This is brilliant. I'll show you. Jerry's Partisan Pizza, Austin's only pizza shop that delivers free pizza exclusively to Texas's gerrymandered 37 voting district. Okay, so they're picking on a particular the district. district. Like a corrupt politician drew it. That's the way the district is shaped in Texas in one particular district. Because they did to cut certain voters out and guarantee they win elections. Right. Mm. Gotta love the fresh taste of democracy in decline. Okay, so uh, if you're not familiar with gerrymandering, um, the idea is to basically to shape a district by geodemographics and uh, make it so that one party has an overwhelming advantage no matter what happens. And uh, I grew up, uh, my father was a, a very, very uh, active Democrat. And we worked with, for the Democrat Party in uh, in our district, trying to elect state legislators, and never won any time. I I stuck a lot of bumper stickers on people's cars, and he'd send me up to the house when I was eight years old or so, and I would ask if we could put a yard sign in the front yard. But no matter what we did, we couldn't win because it was uh, it was a Republican district. It was just the way it was, and there are. And there are Democrat districts that no matter what you do, you know, the city of Milwaukee is kind of that way. And um, so let's go on. Live outside the 37th district. Stay home. Nobody cares what you want. We're franchising legal corruption in locations all across the country. Voted number one best pizza by my hand-picked customers. You want the best pizza in town. Which is another principle. He said, we're voted the best pizza by my hand-picked customers. We're going to get that in a second. Tell them Manny's cousin's nephew's uncle's brother Jerry sent you. Okay, well, there was another commercial, and it probably comes up next if I if I hit the right buttons. And it, said, it showed, it was a follow-up to Jerry's Partisan Pizza, and it showed how to draw the draw the uh, districts so that one party always wins. It was brilliant. Uh, maybe that was the one I was thinking of. But um, I got a kick out of it anyway, and uh, you can learn a lot. The The average congressional district has like zero turnover. Uh, the You know, Congress wanted two-year terms. I mean, uh, the, the framers of the Constitution wanted two-year terms so that there would be lots of turnover, but there isn't. And that's partly because of the way they draw the district. Somebody figured out how to make each party get their share over and over and over and over and over so they would get more power in Congress, in the committees, and all the rest. And that's the way it really works in the real world. Anyway, so let's get on to the rest of the news over here. And uh, this one was a shocker. Google found to have the highest number of fake reviews. And this is by Lori Sullivan. Now, if you're like me and you barely read the articles, much less the graphs, it looks like Google has 70%, 70% fake reviews. And Facebook has almost 40%. And Yelp has almost 25%. And I went, 
Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. That's not what the graph's about. It's about Google and Facebook, but it's really about top sites consulted by local business reviews for lo top sites consulted for local business reviews. So if you want to go out to eat, you say pizza near me, uh, dine in, whatever. 70% of the time you're asking Google. Okay. And on my phone, I pretty much do let Google run things. Uh, I used to use TripAdvisor, but after I was the number one reviewer in my town for a long time, and they kept sending me the same fake emails about how great I was, I gave up. Plus, they wouldn't review they wouldn't review a restaurant if it wasn't on Bing, and a lot of restaurants weren't. After and you wouldn't find that out until after you'd written an elaborate review with pictures and wonderful copy. Anyway, 67% uh, of consumers are concerned about review fraud, and most can't spot inauthentic reviews. In fact, right, almost nobody can spot inauthentic reviews. Fake reviews are like a cancer. I disagree. There's a lot of difference between cancer and fake reviews. <laughs> fake reviews have very little effect on me. Cancer would. So, but anyway, there's Uberall, this, this reviewer that uses artificial intelligence to find fake reviews. And here's the problem. Okay, artificial intelligence is basically a search function. And unless somebody can tell what a fake review is and know it's fake for sure, you don't have a label data set. You don't know which are fake and which aren't, so this thing just picks them and who's going to argue. And it only analyzes, analyzed 4 million store reviews. That's not many. And, and it has to analyze them with natural language processes. So what? Because it's poorly written, it's fake? Or because it's well written, it's fake? You tell me. I've read a lot of reviews. <laughs> you know, the, the, the way, I mean, the obvious ones are, are, they use the same exact words over and over and over and over and over, you know. Or they're, you know, or from, they're from the same IP address or something. But um, it doesn't have a very big data set. It doesn't have a label data set. So good luck with that. Uh, this one was a shocker. Review fraud is illegal. Okay, so I want to know who's ever gone to jail for writing fake reviews. And if you really want to have some fun, uh, Google the shed at Dulwich. And it's about a guy who made a living writing fake reviews, and he decided to make a fake restaurant. And so he bought a burner phone and uh, never took a reservation, just told people that they were they were there weren't any openings, and uh, shot some fake reviews and started out at 18,000th ranked restaurant on TripAdvisor in London, and within I don't know six months I think. He was the number one reviewed restaurant in London. <clears throat> Everybody made up. Not only did his fake reviews get traction, but other people pretended that they'd gone there. So anyway, 66% um, of consumers say fake reviews are a growing problem. You know, it's a really fine line between fake reviews and advertising. It's funny, uh, Trip or not TripAdvisor, Yelp, my, my sister-in-law opened a... <laughs> Hey, Clayton, my sister-in-law opened a seamstress shop and she did alteration, mainly wedding dresses and prom dresses and, you know, but anything else you wanted to. And uh, 
And my daughter used her services to get her wedding dress altered, and, and it, was, it came out great. And so my daughter sent a review. She'd actually been a customer. She actually paid. She wrote it herself, and Yelp banned it. They said, I don't remember what they said. You know, and the funny part is my daughter by then had a different, had a different last name, but they banned, but they banned something else. They didn't ban something else that was the same last name. It was obvious we live in the same town. I think I wrote a review. They let that go through. I'm obviously her brother or her brother-in-law or something like that. So anyway, <clears throat> Yelp had the same level of confidence that uh, her dressmaking store did. Okay, print production takeaways, part two. Got to get down in here a little bit. And what they said was that um, you could vote for three. What things got you the most uh, print volume? Okay, I, I guess that's number of pieces. Could be dollars. You know, could be whatever you decide it to be. And uh, <clears throat> direct mail was number two at 52% or something like that. Let's see if I can make this bigger. I won't be able to read the rest of the article. 52% said direct mail was was a big contributor to volume, and 45% said catalogs, brochures. <clears throat> is, oh, okay, Kevin knows the answer here. Inauthentic reviews are often discernible from inconsistent patterns, previous complaints with similar features found by uniformly favorable reviews. Well, yeah, I suppose there's some internal, there's something internal about it, but you know, in in the case of Yelp, they out they outlawed a real review, probably with their AI. <laughs> the fact is, it's hard to tell. And if it's hard to tell, then AI won't help you that much because unless it's you take other factors into consideration. But Kevin, you're welcome. You, let's get on here, and you can we can talk about how you find fake reviews with AI. I'd be interested. Obviously, I'm interested in AI. So. Moving on, okay, 75% said they expected their direct mail to increase, and 22% said they expected to increase by 25% or more. So anyway, direct mail, direct mail came out on top in the sense of growth, so that's good to know. If you're into direct mail, if you're not, you, should, you might want to look into it. Okay, AA, AAA decided to ha create a behavior shift. And uh, people under 45 think it's something for their parents. Of course, when you get a flat tire in the dark, in the rain, you might think it's for you. But then it's too late. Anyway, in 2019, about 19% of their overall budget was for digital. Now it's 25% and it's going to go to 35% in 2022. Which, you know, might be about right. They do, I, I give them credit, they do actually use some real content context and i think that's the secret in you know don't just place ads on google ad network and hope that it's not fraudulent because it probably is okay it says here that they used to use direct mail but now they're using digital and it's working and uh i talked to lisa today from the a and a and she said, hmm, I ran out of disk space for my, my recording. Well, I'll download it from YouTube. Anyway, Lisa from the ANA said, uh, we were talking about, I've, I've been selected as a judge for the Echo Awards. And here's a great example of how you can tell a story with numbers 
but it isn't the whole story. So in the last 18 months, the club has added 70,000 new members. And nearly 48% of them are under the age of 45. You know, did they do head-to-head testing? Did they do holdout testing? How did they compare direct mail with digital? How do you compare digital with anything? It's almost impossible because attribution models are seriously flawed, which you'll find out if you actually ask the people who do them. Okay, so mm, then here's where it says that they have a content marketing platform that pairs specialized social media creators, think travel, fashion, and cooking, with targeted related brands. So road trippers, car enthusiasts, and travel lovers got got the AA ad. I mean, that's good. That's a that's the only way to do digital, in my opinion. Um, but then they found that people, 60% of the of the people coming to their landing page, were falling off on the way to purchase. Now this is independent of mail, and this may be the most significant thing they did. They redid the landing page because it was confusing. Okay. So, you know, this is this a behavior change? They fixed their website? Probably not. I wouldn't say. And props, this contextual contextual advertising, um, gave them about a 400% higher rate than other digital marketing channels. Again, depends on how you do attribution, probably. First touch, last touch, what are you doing there? Uh, AI telling you that answer. Anyway, so it's it's a very vague it's a very vague article. But the thing I would caution AAA on is that it's working right. A lot of catalog companies, and I got this from Travis Seaton, uh, one of the great experts in the catalog industry. He said, you know, early on, a lot of catalogers switched from from prospecting by mail to prospecting digitally and they found that their cost of acquisition was dramatically lower which is what this sounds like okay it sounds like oh we're saving money we're getting customers on the cheap so a year went by and it seemed like the new customers weren't the same value as the mail acquired customers and after 2 years it was it was it was almost the 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 digitally acquired customers fell off at four times the rate. They were worth only 25% in terms of lifetime value what the mail acquired customers had been worth. Now there's something to think about. And the sad part is by then many of the catalogers had switched a massive amount of their spending to digital because they were so convinced it was working. You can't always tell what's working right in the short term. You know, I've, I've seen lots of lead generation programs where we get lots of leads, but almost no business, right? And vice versa. Not very many leads, but very high conversion rate. That is actually much, much better because you spend less on converting the leads, which is what they, what they seem to be doing now that they finally fixed the, web, the website. So I would say be cautious here. And I think it's good that they didn't just shut down mail. That's what people tend to do they say oh it's going so well we're just going to go all in on digital and then three or four years later they find out that the customers that they acquired those 70,000 is that good or bad for a for 18 months no idea right I really don't know 
Doesn't look like that many to me if 35% of people are in the AAA. That would be, you know, like 100 million people. This is a peanuts. I'm sure those numbers, that's what that's what it says here. 35% of people are AAA members. Okay, so there's 300 million people in America. That would be 100 million people. 70,000 people in 18 months would be nothing. I'm just saying. You know, not very many people do math on the fly live, but that's my gift. Have a great day. Like and share. Make a comment. Thanks, Kevin, for the comments. Yeah. Are bad actors in the digital sullying the reputation of the platform as a whole? No, it's really it's really that you can't tell what's going on. And Google, everybody trusts Google, and Google has an interest in fraud and perpetuating fraud. And for that, for more on that, you should look up Dr. Augustine Fu. He has uh, quite a bit on that and how Facebook and Google benefit directly from fraud because it increases their ability to charge for ads. And that's the way it is. But thanks, Kevin. Nice to see you. Way to comment.